0: So, Kat. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's happening. It, we're okay. here. So, as I said, I was speaking with um, a sexual expert, and I was telling her that a good way to tell what's going on is comedians. I love comedians. Thank you. Love, love. And female comedians are on top of it. Hell, yeah. And when you hear female comedians talk about certain things like faking orgasms and oral sex, um, you know that that this is something you should talk about, like why are people faking orgasms? So like, what's your take on it? They
1: gotta stop, no more faking, (laughs) no more faking. (laughs) There's so much good sex to be had. (laughs) Don't hold yourself back. Mm. Yeah, I'm obsessed with talking about sex on stage. I think it's so fascinating. I, I grew up, my dad's Jewish. My mom is very Catholic. So we were kind of raised in these Christian schools where it was like having sex is the worst thing you could do. It's right. like straight to hell. <laughs> so obviously all I wanted to talk about was sex my whole life. Now I'm like, can't shut up about it. Um, yeah, but I think it's so it's so freeing. And also when you're in the audience, you feel so seen because you're like, oh my God, yeah, I had that weird
0: fluid too.
1: You know, mm-hmm. just bodies are insane. Now
0: it's really, I'm, I mean, the best thing is to hear a lot of people laughing about something you've said that maybe is about sex but I really think there's a superior intelligence is needed to be a good comedian I'll take it I'm giving it to you I really (laughs) believe it because think about all the comedians you know, yeah. you have to really be thoughtful and deep to create a comedic version of a very maybe poignant part of our lives, right? So I think, how do you like, what's your process? Like, how do you come up with it?
1: Yeah, I talk about this with my friends a lot. We're like, something embarrassing will be funny once the shame wears off. It's like you need some, some distance from it. Sometimes you go on stage with no distance from it and just see what happens. But usually with a little distance, you can make anything funny. Yeah.
0: I, I, I mean, I like, I can tell you're experimenting when I like see how you just sometimes throw shit out there. <laughs> and it's like, you like okay, maybe that didn't work, but this will <laughs> get you. That's and, the fun part. But I, I think getting that, response from people I'm so jealous because I think laughing is the best best It's everything
1: it's like the only thing we have
0: now how did you know you were funny
1: I don't know I think when you're growing up and you just don't fit in being funny becomes a superpower I'm like okay boys don't like me but if I make a joke oh they keep wanting to hang out with me So it's this external validation that feeds this like monster. I'm like, if I can become funny, if I can become smart and accomplished, then it won't matter that I'm not traditionally attractive or whatever. Right. And now we're sort of unpacking that years later in therapy.
0: Well, I mean, but it's coming to good use. Definitely. I I was having a conversation with an incredible person who works as these gorgeous women who have disabilities. And, they're very into fashion and they say that fashion is what gave them the ability to express themselves Mm -hmm. and be looked at not as somebody with a disability but somebody who's so gorgeous and dressed so great because they put a great style together. And as they were saying that, I was thinking, I remember growing up, in an Irish Catholic neighborhood looking like this with my nose that was bigger than my face and <laughs> theirs were these little turned up with little blonde and red hair and I'm thinking, how ugly can oh, a human being be? I know. And this is oh. what my curse is that I have to look like this, my nose won't turn up. And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna come up with the best outfits. I'm gonna, yes. th- I'm gonna use fashion and I realized I, I'm doing the same thing they are, and you're using comedy and fashion. And fashion. And I was going to say, you know that's
1: important. <laughs> when I have my Norma
0: Kamali sleeves. Yes,
1: you do. I am obsessed. And I
0: love that you let everybody know that we have a bodysuit inside yes. of that, which is a very important design feature. It is, well,
1: it's the, perfect, it's the perfect outfit to perform in. I'm like, I wanna look sexy. I wanna feel like I'm showing off my body without flashing the audience. Right. I wanna look over the top and glamorous, but still have to like move around. Right. So I'd been a fan of your stuff for so long. When I came across like the LeMay dresses with the sleeve, I was like, I need these in every color. And people are going wild for them. People are going wild. Well,
0: I mean, you work it. Thank you. You you work it really well. It's important
1: to me to look really good on stage. It's another kind of armor. It's like, I'm hot. Don't mess with me.
0: I I think the visual is so important. Mm -hmm. And it's also part of the you know, captivating people, not just by what you're saying, but also the way you look. I remember I, I met Bette Midler oh maybe gosh. a year after I was in business with my own shop, and she was at this dinky, divy club, and we were sitting in the front, and we were all dressed, some clothes from the shop, and she stops in the middle of it. I like, where did you get these clothes? <laughs> what, what, what is this? I need these clothes. And then um, she said, I'll work to, 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 to get the clothes. She had no money. And I said, no, no, no. Like, we'll, we'll do something with this. And that she really, like you, understood that she was going to make these clothes, her walk, the, her shoes, oh, her hair, yeah, part of this character that she created. And I think your character is very different, but I think your character is like so charming. And <laughs> Good, I hope so. How do, so how <laughs> do guys really relate to you? Not just as a comedian, but. How do guys, a, yeah. like how do men? It's so funny, sometimes they're, they're
1: captivated and sometimes they're terrified. I just posted a stand-up clip on TikTok and Instagram. TikTok, everyone was like, we love you queen. Instagram, the incels came out, they're furious. They're furious that I'm on stage saying I'm attractive, saying I look beautiful. I'm wearing like a feathered gown. They were so mad. Like men get so mad when you're confident. They're
0: terrified. So it's both. I I think, I think, I think on all levels, men fear women who um, don't need them. Exactly. But can choose the one they want to be with not do you know what I mean? yes like, it's, it's the it's the share quote where yeah, she's like it's totally <laughs> and my mother actually said the same to me I remember I was 11 and my father bought her a washing machine for her birthday that's <laughs> tough and so yeah, that's she tough. as we stood over the washing machine she said Norma Get a career where you can support yourself mm. and you choose the man you want to be with. And Ugh. I thought, what does that mean? And then I was like later on, oh, I get this. I know. It, was, it was past 11. I, I had to grow up a bit oh, to totally, totally get it. But it's that independence that then gives you the ability to choose quality. Yeah, it
1: takes a special man to put up with this and vice
0: versa. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's totally true. So tell me what did your or do your parents do? What's the I'm just, influence?
1: I'm laughing cuz I'm picturing when I taped my special it was my parents sitting next to my boyfriend no. in the audience while I'm talking about no. can I say titty fucking? No. Can I say that? No. Yeah. And I'm like how did I I'm how did I do this to everyone like I put everyone in the worst they're all supporting me but I'm being I'm a nightmare it's a nightmare um yes my parents are very supportive they have no idea anything about this business which I mean they're very smart intelligent people but they're like the entertainment business is a whole other beast we don't understand I'm like same it's crazy but I'm from Houston so they live there Ah, and um they're the best in the world yeah oh that's I'm lucky it's rare to have a comedian who doesn't have a messed up family situation but I feel very lucky
0: yeah. And what what does your father do? What does your mother he do? He
1: now works in venture capital, and my mother works in energy. Yes, I'm like trying to remember what they do. <laughs> you know, They're business people. But
0: but it it has it 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 has an impact. I mean, it definitely yeah. does. The what you were hearing at the dinner table or conversations are really definitely so much. Uh, I I think it just absorbs and you somehow find a, a way to incorporate that in, in how you want to be or what you see yeah. in life.
1: Well, they're both incredibly
0: hardworking
1: and having a mom who works full-time, she works very like crazy. Important. So it's like, of course I'm going to work. And similar to what your mom said, my dad was always like, uh, don't ever rely on anyone else. Never get married. Do your own thing. Like they're very supportive in that way they love you and they that help too. they love me and they help me with my taxes because I don't understand that so stuff. helpful you know what I mean so that's where it comes in handy <laughs> that they're business
0: people but you will be too I mean you've absorbed it yeah yeah and and the best thing obviously is to have the power to be able to run your own business exactly you, so
1: I know I know my dad's always like you're an entrepreneur you have to see yourself like that absolutely and I'm like googling entrepreneur yeah. I'm like
0: okay <laughs> so what about films I love them. (laughs) But I I just, all I could think of is somebody's going to snatch you up real (sighs) fast. Norma, I'm ready. I I think you are. I I mean, I've I've done some acting
1: stuff and I auditioned. I mean, now we're on strike. So it's been, you know, I feel like I was, I started in New York doing stand-up. All of a sudden, I'm doing well. There's a pandemic. I'm doing well. There's a strike.
0: I'm like, I'm ready, baby. Let's do this. But it'll happen. No, I I totally agree. I think you're fresh and unique and thank you it's time for lots of humor yeah please i'm like so ready to laugh yeah we need humor it's not a funny time but if we don't have some relief there's a lot of issues i I think that um a lot of people your age um through covid and everything just like suffered greatly in your identities and Mm -hmm. figuring out who you are at a time that's the only time that you have to do that so scary yeah but that should be inspiration for you it is. I think also, <laughs> definitely. You know, there's, there were
1: some, some things written during that time. But I also feel like as soon as we were allowed to go back, I was like in, you know, I do this show at Club Coming every week and it's like this tiny dive bar. And the second we were allowed to be back, it was packed to the brim, yeah. everyone making out, you know, getting messed up, having fun. I was like, oh, like, we're not going to let this stop us. We're going to have fun. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, you know, I go there tomorrow night. So whenever I go there, I'm like, okay, we're still doing this. We're alive. Where is it? East 6th an A. And yeah, it's just nice. I'm like, oh, look at us. We're like no one's on, you know, we're not on our phones. Mm-hmm. We're connecting in real life. It's heaven. And um, what nights are you there? Every Wednesday. You got to come check it out. I'm going to. I'll wear we'll my Norma. It. I'll wear my look. <laughs> I have the lime green. I love that one. I, have this, I have pearl, gold. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan. <laughs> we have to branch out. I think oh, totally. Some branching that needs yeah, yeah, to yeah. get done. <laughs> so um, so when you're thinking about um, a topic, is this like s- sort of a autobiography? Is it uh, what's the approach? Yeah,
1: I think my stuff at least is all like extremely personal. Some comics are so great at observing something and making it hilarious. I'm sort of, I'm like self-centered maybe. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. if something happens to me, I'm like this, what's funny about this, you know? So lots of journaling. And
0: so you're like, as a kid, did you, did you like, how did you manifest this as a child? What was the, what was the, the one thing, situation that you said, that's, this is it. That's what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, I grew, I love to sing. So when you like to sing, they put you in musical theater. And so I always wanted to be an actress. And then when I moved to New York, I was like, well, I don't want to sit around waiting for someone to cast me. Why am I, why would I stand out? Everyone's beautiful. Everyone's here. Everyone's talented. And I was like, I guess I have to write my own stuff. And I took like an improv class at the Upright Citizens Brigade and met some comedians. And I kind of saw, I was like, "I I, I think I could do that. But, and then here we are.
0: Wow. Yeah. Good for you. That That's that's really... I mean, ultimately, I just see you in films. And oh, I, I'm I just, ready. <laughs> I, I absolutely. The characters that you could portray. Oh, thank just. you. So who are your inspirations, like, from comedic sort of history? Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously, Bette Midler, major influence. Like, I grew up loving musicals, and then would watch SNL growing up, you know, Kristen Wig and Maya Rudolph, like Molly Shannon and Superstar, mm-hmm. all those women. I was like, this is unbelievable. And then growing up in the 90s, it was very, like, the Spice Girls, Britney. I wanted that, like, sexy pop element, too. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of mushed together.
0: <laughs> interesting, interesting. What um, What are your thoughts about... Um, Women trying to um, live up to the f- this kind of curse that they have to believe that at thirty they have oh. to be married, they have to have found their their soulmate, and get ready to to have children. What? What? Why is that still so? Um, important what do you think
1: yeah it's so crazy it's I turned 30 during the pandemic so all of a sudden I was like whoa wait why is this all because for so long I was like I'm never getting married I'm sleeping with everyone I'm young wild free <laughs> and then I was all of a sudden like oh my god I'm it's happening well first of all I froze my eggs that's <laughs> that's one thing and you, you do. know what
0: everybody should 100 like, it's like good good good
1: it was easy breezy so that's kind of right. off the table for now Getting, getting married doesn't really, I think it sounds fun to have a party, but I'm like, what's the point? I have a boyfriend now who I love, but I'm like, I don't need us to spend our year planning a wedding. But one, but one day, I mean, I love it, you know I love a look, I love a party, so why not? <laughs> I feel lucky that I, that my family and stuff doesn't make me feel like I have to do any of those things, but I know a lot of people feel like they definitely do, especially when they don't have work that they love. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, then I have to start focusing on the family.
0: But everyone's different. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I I find it fascinating that I've been doing this for 56 years. And so I've had a company with staff, 99% women. Mm -hmm. um, And we want more men. It's not like we don't. (laughs) Um, But it's sort of, it prevails. Like, I can always tell, 28, 29, oh oh, my God god they're sobby they're anxious they're nervous they're cuckoo they're doing all kinds of stuff that's unreasonable to try to be something they don't have to be and it and so i'm i was wondering what your perspective was assuming you were in that age range yeah and um and i i think it still is prevails
1: i definitely still feel the pressure
0: Not that I want,
1: no part of me wants a baby now. That sounds insane. But I'm like, well, what if in 10 years I really do? And then I'm mad at my younger self for not doing it. I'm, you know, it's scary. Or, or then you're like, what if all this career stuff I've been working on, like, disappears and then I have nothing. It's like,
0: I don't know. Well, but it's life experience that you would never want to give up. I know, but life experience is so exhausting. (laughs) Well, welcome to my world. I think, I think. You, you just, uh, you're. I don't see you kind of giving in. I, I'm in, not ready for but that. But you can't. The, what What's in store for you is everything you can dream of. Oh. It is. I mean, that's really what life is about. So are you? An, are you
1: an everything happens for a reason person? Very much. Okay.
0: Very much. I like so that too. I I think. What else do you think is important? what's your purpose?
1: I just want to make people laugh and have fun and love people and travel the world. And yeah, that's what I get to do when I do this. It's the best thing ever. I was just telling a friend, it's nice with this work. I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like you're constantly meeting new people exposed to new ideas. And I can't imagine a life where that isn't the case.
0: So I think you have plenty to do <laughs> yeah i mean the adventure of what can be that you can't even imagine right now mm-hmm. like it may sound amazing to be in a film um but that it can actually really happen is right in front of you so totally. how do you not you know and from that you may end up deciding to be a director instead or Who you knows? know, the path takes you wherever, but I think your, um, your energy and your humor is so organic and authentic that it's right in this moment. So who this is, is your- uh, This is very
1: surreal, I'm, I'm, I'm honored, thank yeah. you. <laughs>
0: and so who's your audience?
1: I always say my audience is girlies of any gender who wanna have fun. So, I mean, it's a lot of young women and gay men but it's for everyone. Oh, really? Yeah. But I do it for everyone. Just people who, like, realize how insane and ridiculous life is and want to, like, laugh and have fun and not take things too seriously because there's so much we can't control.
0: And what do you think is the biggest, um, the biggest issue, sort of personal issue that women in your age group have? What do you think besides the whole conversation? Of yeah. You
1: know? I mean, the main thing that breaks my heart, but it's so true is just like we were raised thinking there's something wrong with our bodies and how we look like just, you were talking about it. I remember be- thinking I was fat when I was four years old, which is just like insane. <laughs> like what? And still even now, like so uh, now I'm 32. It's like, I still have the same thoughts every day that I have to like deal with. And so all women, even my, you know, my friends who look, I think they look perfect or at least like they adhere to societal norms. Mm. They have
0: things they want to change. And I'm like,
1: this is it. we're wasting so much time. Yeah. I'm part of it too, though. Yeah. I mean, you know.
0: No, I, I, I think it's um, the dilemma. I was also talking to the doctor about this. The dilemma for women is self-esteem and never feeling like we're good enough, and yeah. and and the thing is, we try so hard for some ideal mm-hmm. um, that I don't think we actually ever can achieve, and then we're competitive with each other on the stupidity of it all, and yeah. and it so it it just takes us down completely. And, and one of the things that I'm, I hope that I'm learning, it's like taking a little bit of time, (laughs) but I think the idea of being healthy, Mm. like eating properly and doing everything that's good for your body, working out, doing all of that, that's the ultimate pretty. That's the ultimate feeling good. That's the ultimate sort of power and and yeah. it doesn't and it doesn't have to look a certain way. It there's there isn't, you know, there isn't this like zero body fat with mm-hmm. you know all of that. It's it's caring about yourself in such a way that you wouldn't put you wouldn't poison yourself, mm-hmm. right? To to really have that discipline, it's hard at your age. I know. <laughs> but oh it, but it but it's really that's the kind of thing that, well, your skin looks gorgeous, your eyes are gorgeous. But what will happen is it will help keep that naturally so you don't have to do imitation things so you go into the witness protection program. (laughs) You, You can be authentically beautiful because you're doing
1: good things for your body. Totally. I think I'm lucky. My mom, like growing up, just never was interested in like makeup or clothes really which at the time I was like this is so annoying but now I'm like wait she just looks so amazing and like doesn't care about that stuff it's so cool but I do think clothes can help with the self-esteem thing like if I'm feeling bad I can go to my closet put on something amazing and I'm like
0: you can't fuck with me yeah now fashion is is a great hack yeah I mean I I I really I didn't understand the power of fashion Mm. for a long time I thought oh, my God, people are curing cancer, and I'm worried about that hem, that it's a quarter of an inch <laughs> off. I'm like, what is wrong with me? That, like, I'm so superficial. This is ridiculous. And then I started to realize that people do feel different oh. and and tell me stories about how they feel and how something changed their evening or something happened because of the way they looked. And I started to recognize that there was something to it. And I believe a great hack is, I mean, we can almost at least once in our lives as women have some guy that cheated on us and we find out, and it could be with your best friend, it could be somebody you don't know, but you want to just spit nails (laughs) like you're so crazed. And of course you feel like it's you, you're ugly, you're this, you're that, you're what everything horrible. And I say it's exactly the the most important thing you have to do is the clothes that you felt somebody else could wear because Mm. they could wear that, you didn't, it wasn't you you put on that Supergirl outfit that somebody else could wear and you get your hair done in a different way and you either put on makeup because you haven't or you take off makeup because you have too much. You make some major shifts so that that identity that just got taken advantage of, that you allowed to do that, no longer exists and now you've created this Supergirl. Totally. And it's a fashion hack, right? It's a hack. You put on that suit and now that oh, the outfit. Best feeling. Right? And so that's who you are when you get on
1: stage. Definitely. I remember in college, a boyfriend cheated on me. And I was going to our ready acapella practice. And I remember telling my friend, I was like, straightened my hair flat. I put on these combat boots. And I was like walking to rehearsal. I was like, <laughs> he has another thing coming.
0: It was, <laughs> I felt so good. I was like, what a loser. But that, that's it. We have these tools. And yeah. in, incredible as it may sound, fashion and the way we present ourselves and the way we stand and the way we walk, all of that is is so key for self-esteem. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I guess you can go to therapy and, yeah, I guess you can like get <laughs> high or whatever. But I mean, there's nothing better than being fully in charge and, like, doing doing a number and making sure that your whole head shifts into yes. a much different place and not be the victim. Like, you can be the victim for about 10 seconds. I agree. Okay. Enough. Maybe a tear. <laughs> not two tears. Maybe a tear and move on. And that that's the beauty of having these tools. Music. Yes. I love it. But uh, do you think everybody, every woman gets cheated on at some point? I think most people get cheated on. I, I
1: don't do know. Do you think do
0: you think um women cheat on men as often as men cheat on women? Probably not. I don't have the stats, but I don't know. I don't I don't I I would like to think yes.
1: Yeah. But
0: <laughs> yeah, if I don't cheating, know. But I don't think so.
1: I do feel like I've been lucky like I have come across so many amazing men in my life and been in relationships with men who are so good that I do have like
0: hope. Yeah. But who knows? I actually think your generation of men are really cool. Yeah. I yeah. I really like them. There's some good ones. I, I agree with you. They're not, they're all, they're not gummed up with sort of behavior issues with women they're they're in a whole other place yeah. I mean, they have other issues but they're <laughs> not but they're not those sort of deep-seated misunderstanding of what male female is about they really have um a love for for women in yeah. and respect that is so wonderful. It's really refreshing. Totally. I I agree. And so where do you usually meet guys? How do you usually... Are you introduced or what's the... I'm trying to
1: think. I mean, for a while I was like on the apps, which was fun. But the best things come from just friends or being at a party and being like, oh my God, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? And then you're like all of a sudden talking to them and you're like, ah! Like that's the best. Right. I met my boyfriend because... We had a mutual friend and he said, our mutual friend said, I have one straight friend from theater camp. Do you want to meet him? And I was like, eh, maybe. And I was like, wait, okay, I'm obsessed. (laughs) And then my brothers have both met girlfriends on Hinge.
0: So who knows? So what's your best story about um, a dating app encounter? I'm
1: trying to think. It's been a while. I just, I, when I think about it, I mostly just feel, uh, I have like a memory of meeting someone on an app, you show up, they're acting completely different, they look completely different, and then you're like, how, you're like, I'm like, is 20 minutes too short? (laughs) I'm like, I think I went on like a 23 minute date once, but I was like, you got to leave if it's not. Yeah,
0: no, you have
1: to. I think you should talk on the phone first, because I think voice and how someone carries Mm themselves is so different than a
0: picture. Don't you think? Yeah. Would you Zoom or do anything like that? I would Zoom. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I would think. Why not? For sure. Well,
1: FaceTime?
0: You know, when we interview people for positions here, we do a pre interview on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's an hour, two hours of conversation first before wow. why take it any further if. It's not working on Zoom. Yeah. I, I'm assuming you can tell a lot in Zoom. Of course, people show up and they're much taller or shorter. Than <laughs> <That's> the <one laughs> so thing. there's that, that other, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. Had no idea.
1: It's interesting. Now all my auditions are on Zoom.
0: You're kidding. Zoom
1: and self tapes. Even like chemistry stuff is like you'll, you'll chemistry read with an actor and they'll be like, is there, you know, sparks flying on the Zoom?
0: They do a pretty good job. Really? Yeah,
1: but I miss going into the casting office. So hopefully it'll return a bit.
0: So what, what do you think? Um, what do you think about that? What do you think about the strike? What's your kind of personal I mean, feeling about it?
1: I think it's really important, and I think we've been holding out for a good deal for a while, and we'll keep doing that. So hopefully things will resolve themselves pretty soon. But yeah, it's a lot of insane issues and a lot of. A lot of working actors who have to have other jobs, like yeah. that's the majority of people that I know. So it would be nice if we could get paid to do what we love doing.
0: And um, are there any AI fears or thoughts about that in your, well, Yeah, I mean, I mean writers I, think it's, I suppose have a, um,
1: I think both, it's scary to think someone would own your likeness, that's terrifying for sure.
0: The interesting thing about AI is um, I think the possibilities of what can be are so extraordinary, especially when it comes to education Mm. and medicine and a lot of sort of life longevity kind of concepts. And then there's the... um, You know, the possibility of bad actors doing, and I don't mean actors, (laughs) um, doing some really devious things. Do you have thoughts about that? Yeah, I think you need people to make
1: art. So hopefully that will always be the case.
0: Yeah, AI can't duplicate um, creative energy. It can't duplicate... um, jokes yeah it, can, it really can't oh my god it can't originate it can't it can't originate the joke but it can duplicate the joke
1: yeah I've seen some things with AIs trying and, to make it, jokes, and I'm yeah. like this is hell it's just so it, it, cringe
0: <laughs> well it, it, it's copies of things that right make you cringe right the yeah. original is always so something's so much, off yeah totally what's the best skit or um routine that you can remember that really sort of took you like really
1: oh wow I mean (laughs) it sounds funny but earlier I was talking when I saw Molly Shannon like in the superstar movie I was like this is groundbreaking because she made being gross so funny which I was always like ashamed of being a girl who's gross but I'm like I try now in my act to embrace like the glamour of being so open and disgusting. So, I just remember that movie being very formative for me. And her, I mean, she's just a genius and I love yeah, everything she does. I,
0: how brave. I mean, oh, she's totally brave. So to good. Do that. Like falling and in the chair. I know. Like, you it's think, so oh good. my God, help that girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. And then you think, what? That's so cool.
1: Yeah. And like her, that character, like embracing her sexuality. <laughs> like, it was just so funny. So, I feel like that was something that really like, changed my right
0: my and world. The, and the, the funniest movie you ever saw
1: funniest movie i ever saw such a good question i mean bridesmaids was pretty my major right yeah
0: i remember seeing it in theaters and just being like doubled over laughing which is so rare so it was so good um and i i was part of this campaign for um stopping objectification of women and i remember watching the movie. Yeah. And John Ham is in bed with Kristen Wright. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god. I think that happened to me. I think that happened to everybody." And so I would have these talks because I was doing all of these stop objectification talks I even had a radio show on stop objectification of women this was a while back during when the movie was out Mm -hmm. and I would say did you see bridesmaids did you see that scene did that ever happen to you it was like yeah when and everybody everybody unanimously including this 82 year old woman who was in this thing she'd strangely was it there and it was mostly young women me too and I was like (laughs) can you it's part of that thing that we allow Mm -hmm. ourselves to be objectified um, in the hopes that sooner or later he'll fall in love with me and sooner or later he'll turn around and be like crazy and it's like delusional but that film it had so many hot spots, right? So
1: good, uh, yeah. That's the best. I'm trying to think of others. Like when I was younger, when I was younger, I would just watch. Like I remember watching Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. I would love like that really big, yeah, silly stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Bridesmaids was like seeing women be so funny. I was like, wait, this is
0: changing my personality forever. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I'm, I, I'm just. Uh, The films that have these memorable kind of scenes and moments Mm -hmm. are really special. And then, what's what's your what's the film that's the
1: tearjerker of all time? I'm like so sensitive. I like try not to watch. (laughs) I'm trying to think. When's the last time I was really sobbing? I don't know.
0: I don't know. What's yours? Um, you know, there are a few. Yeah. Um, but there's, I think the letter, you know, corny, that corny. It's, it's the corniest, like, just corny. But it's just, like, you, you have to cry. Yeah. And then even if you see it again, like, I, I saw it. Half of it a second time because a friend was watching it and was like, Oh, all right, I'll go do this again. And I'm sobbing away again, like it was the first time. Oh. And typically, I see a movie once, I got it, and I don't yeah. need to do it again. I'm kind of like it. that too. All right, done. But that one got me twice, and, and I still sort of get a little leaky when oh, I think about I'll
1: it. Have to, I'll have to check it out if, I, if, if I'm you feeling want strong. To feel
0: really. If you really want to cry, <laughs> I'm like got enough crying. <laughs> so, for entertainment, I think we're in this really dark time, right? Yeah, it's it's dark and it's um, it's hard to understand. It's got lots of layers. Everybody has an opinion about everything. Social media s- goes crazy on everything and anything. And many times I wonder am, am I wrong and everybody else is right or am I right and everybody like I don't understand? And then another topic will come and I think everybody is right and you know so I can shift with the wind like everybody else I know but but the darkness, um It's just developing and developing and developing, and we need to find comedy or other things that bring joy. So in wellness and in longevity, singing, dancing, laughing mm-hmm. um, are really good options. For, totally. and, and meditation so if you were to pick one of them so you sing yeah like you said what kind of songs do you sing
1: well I write like funny songs for my acts, which <laughs> I sing which I love doing yes. but yeah I recently was reading something about like how singing stimulates the vagus nerve so it like and automatically the vibration yeah it's yeah. amazing yeah and I do feel like yeah growing up it would always be really so relaxing just sing to myself in my room. My whole family's like, shut up. But I'm like,
0: it's my medicine. And so what kind of music do you like? Ooh.
1: I like everything. I mean, I like I, I love like a fun pop hit, but I also listen to a lot of like indie rock. What's your favorite?
0: Um, I think of all time, mm-hmm. um probably Edda James. Oh wow, yeah. Because I knew her. Wow. And so I really, I, I I used her songs in a fashion show. And the musical director said, do you realize every song you chose was Etta James? But they were from different periods. Wow. And I didn't really know who she was. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to call her and invite her to my Amazing. show. And I ended up, she couldn't come because she was in concert, but I ended up being really good friends and i always loved her music and then i was just you know that's so so deep and so fantastic oh so good and your favorite
1: songs or i'm trying to think i was just listening to the new Sufjan stevens album i've loved him for Mm -hmm. a really long time it's so uh, emotional and magical and he builds these worlds and you just feel like taken away and i love him yeah I'm trying to think who else i love like phoebe bridgers and boy mm-hmm. genius i'm a big swifty i will say i went to, i went to the Eros tour did you
0: really loved it so so reporting back from the tour <laughs> yes what is what's your what was your takeaway it was amazing
1: I mean, it's funny. I'm, I'm like the almost the exact same age as her. So I feel like I grew up and, and I'm from Texas. So I, I listened to like her early country stuff. So for me, it was just very emotional, like ah. the different chapters of like growing up as a fan alongside an artist you admire, you know, was cool. And everyone was just like, I think for me, it was like watching these women, like everyone was so moved. I was like, this is and some people. I was like, not everyone gets to express themselves like this all the time. So watching people, like, scream, sing along, I was like, this is, like, so, yeah, yeah. cathartic for
0: them. Exactly. And um, so what what is it that, I mean, she and Beyonce are saving the economy, I think. <laughs> I know, and, truly. And so what what's your take on it? First of all, it's women. Mm-hmm. First time. First time. What is she doing? What is she writing? What is she saying that is captivating you and has captivated you from, you were a young teen, right? Yeah, I think just, she's an amazing lyricist. So the
1: lyric, she, and she has a song for every feeling. My friend then I'll text back, like what, you know, what Taylor do you need right now? Like which <laughs> album? It's kind of like that. Um, and Beyonce is just like an otherworldly talent. Yeah. It's like, how can one person do all those things? Yeah. So it's it's very inspiring.
0: And and I actually think they're in some odd way they actually are like the ultimate role models too. Mm-hmm. It's it's like they work hard. They are generous mm-hmm. and they're thoughtful and they're they they their craft is so important to them and obviously that comes through and affects so many people, and that these two human beings have pierced the the hearts and souls of so many women. It's, yeah. it's extraordinary.
1: It's amazing. And I think you also watch, they don't let other people take advantage of them and their success, mm-hmm. which is so incredible it's like no it's my business it's my name it's my everything like that's sick
0: (laughs) well i mean the the beauty of it it's such a great talk about role models and examples of what success can be and that it's attainable Mm -hmm. um but it means you work your ass off and it it doesn't come easy yeah but look at how many lives are affected Mm. by by what they do I know. I can't
1: imagine my life without their music.
0: (laughs) And um, any any um, artists, actors, or actor comedians through the years that you also looked at, um, you know, actors who do who are comedic but do serious roles.
1: I mean, Adam Sandler is kind of like the best, the best ever. Amazing, right? Just, just amazing. Just yeah, yeah, icon. Yeah, I adore him so much. Um, I'm trying to think of other people throughout time. I love, um, I love Jenny Slate. I loved her in that movie, Obvious Child. Mm-hmm. Her performance was amazing. She's so funny. She's. I loved her book. Like, I really admire her. Um, I yeah, I love when a comedian takes a dramatic turn.
0: What's the first? song you remember all the words
1: of. (gasps) oh i mean from the first cd i ever bought was britney spears there you go so it was hit me baby one more time that's that's it i know her book's about to come out i'm excited
0: yeah i mean (laughs) what do you think i mean that is um it's a it's this Dramatic life of this. It's crazy. This Mickey Mouse star who just, again, has this power to just enrapture Mm. and sort of bring everybody. Her magnetism is so strong. And then there's this complicated side that makes us afraid for her, maybe, and you don't want anything to happen to her what do you what do you think what, what I think it's
1: think I just think it's so scary to become that famous so young, and I don't know how anyone would deal with it and unfortunately, the people who should have been there for her took advantage of her, so it's just heartbreaking really. I want her to be happy yeah yeah <laughs>
0: I think we all do yeah we definitely <laughs> do and i I hope that there's a happy ending I know I hope that there's you know people. To protect her. Yeah.
1: That's scary. But
0: I think probably what she needs are fans to make her feel mm-hmm. whole and, and sort of relevant and important. So what, what do you think? It, how do you picture yourself? I remember somebody asking me this, but how do you picture yourself at your mother's age? Oh my gosh, amazing
1: question. Am mo- how old my mom is now? <laughs> how old is your mother now? My mom is about to turn 60. Um, and she's killing it. She's like, works full time, plays tennis every day. She's the queen and she's an amazing mother and runs everyone's life.
0: <laughs> and you have sisters and brothers? I have two younger
1: brothers. And we all live in the same building. Can you believe it? I love that. It's amazing. That is so great. I'm so close to that. Yeah, so I'd lived there for a few years, and then during the pandemic, you know, everyone left, and I was like, oh, my God, let's snag these apartments. You guys got to come live with me. So Ah. that's the situation now. So we live in the same building. Sometimes my boyfriend gets mad because they'll, like, walk in without saying anything and be like, can I have some ketchup or whatever? But I'm like, (laughs) this is my life. Accept it. I love that. I think that's
0: great. So... And you, at your mother's age, what how my mother's do you, age. how do you, what will you be doing?
1: Well, I hope I'm still doing this. Honestly, I want to keep doing. Keep, I always want to be performing. It's my favorite thing.
0: Making movies,
1: TV shows, touring the world, just this but bigger. Yeah. Very cool. Right? It's Why very, not?
0: What do you think about Madonna on the road again? Amazing. I have to say. Um, now, I remember going to the MTV Awards, and Madonna was doing Like a Virgin on the floor, and like everybody was like, What uh-huh. is happening here? Uh-huh. Yeah. And she just blew everybody away um, and just created this image and um, just totally rewrote what music what music videos were going to be all of that she wrote it and and then when she said she was going back on the road I really 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 wanted it to be great and I got a little nervous Mm -hmm. I think when she got sick I got a little nervous and I thought oh my god she's got it compete with Beyonce and Taylor Swift what is Mm. that but I'm seeing some pictures and hearing some songs I love the way she looks I love it's a little raw it's not quite as as produced yeah it's the I think uh Versace or Dolce. I can't remember who did the clothes. They look great. She is working it. And I feel so, I think she's 60 or something Amazing. like that. Right. So I'm relating that because your image of yourself is on the road. Why not? And, and Madonna, I think is doing it. And I think I'm so happy and I hope that, we get to see more and more of what she's doing, and it's she's in her own lane. Totally, and I I think it's an important lane. She's she's not letting anybody down. Yeah. Yep, yeah. So it's that cool. yeah, I'm really thrilled about her. I also really love Miley Cyrus. I
1: was just when you said the like a virgin thing, like, I'm picturing like. My, how we react to Miley now that's feels exactly, similar to
0: that. That's exactly. And her
1: voice is like magic, she's unreal. A, yeah. She's so she's major. I love the "I Can Buy Myself Flowers" yeah. video. Uh,
0: every everything I'm I love when she wears my clothes. I was going to
1: say, wasn't she wearing the? Yeah,
0: yeah, she wears, yeah. I I just she's been she's since genius. she was young, young, young. Yeah. I mean, she is just really talented. And I think also has, she's really smart, mm-hmm. really smart. So that's, that's somebody yeah. that's going to be. going to be around for a long time. She's yeah, very cool. Completely different kind of, she's sort of in the Madonna lane. Mm-hmm. Where I, like I'm, Reinventing I'm herself. Doing, I'm doing this authentic thing and everybody can do theirs and fine. And she's doing it, but doing it so well. Mm-hmm. So. Her success was really exciting to see. Yeah.
1: Love watching her thrive. Who
0: who else do you think are your... Um,
1: who do I admire now? I'm trying to think. I'm like Miley, Taylor. Like, I don't know.
0: What about somebody that's not famous? That's oh, doing I've- something...
1: I have lots of friends who I'm like, you're a genius. And so? My friend Meg Stalter is a comedian. I mean, she's getting famous, she is famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just will never forget seeing her for the first time at the At Club coming tiny room in New York, and I was like, who is that? Like, her brand of humor, I was like, I've never seen anything like this. I was so tickled, and she's like the kindest, most generous person in the world, so I love watching her star. Rocket, yeah, I she's I a genius, yeah. Just like she's so herself too. Like no one can. Co- People try to copy her, obviously, as everyone mm. you know does, but it, do- it doesn't work. Yeah,
0: it's very hard. You, it, it, original is original. Yeah, you can't. The second version of it is like taking a photo of a photo, like exactly. the degenerated it's version. It's the AI. Of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, um, who else? That nobody that you think nobody knows that you know that are really extraordinary.
1: Well, I have to shout out my best friend who I do a podcast with, Pat Regan. He actually writes for the show that Meg is on, but he is the funniest person in the world, a singular voice. People try and rip it off, people try and copy him. The way he uses the English language doesn't even make sense, but it's so funny. <laughs> right. Like, when I first saw him perform years ago, I was like, oh, we need to be best friends, and I made him be friends with
0: me. And now, here we are. I do that, too. Right? I, I literally, if I see somebody somewhere, I mean, there was this artist who did this neon art. And I saw it on YouTube, and I kept seeing it in different places. But it wasn't, like, commercially. But I thought, I, I have to meet this person. Amazing. And I stalked them until I met them. And then, and then I let, don't let them go. Then they have yes. to be my friend forever. <laughs> Um, I did the same, there was a futurist that I had to meet. He was so brilliant. He wrote this book, Hacking Darwin. I thought, this is so good, he's so smart. Hunted him down. He's part of the part and, of your world and now. And it's funny how easy it is to meet the people that you decide you want to meet. I think more people should do that.
1: I love when someone like, reaches out randomly on Instagram is like, hey, I just love your stuff, like, let's get a drink, I'm like, this is amazing. I've met a lot of good friends that way. You know who I love. Who I was just thinking of. You know, uh, Chapel Roan. She, she just had her first album come out. She's an amazing musician. Great looks. So herself. I think you. I think you'd love her album. It's great.
0: That's yeah. good. That's good. We have to share all of that because yeah. people. And then, I think there are people who do really good things, right? And they never get recognition because they don't sing they're not Mm. funny they don't design clothes they don't do outward things and they do they just do selfless kind work Mm. and do it with love and they're extraordinary do you know people like that
1: i'm just thinking of like everyone who's a teacher i'm like in awe I'm in awe of people who devote their lives to being a teacher. It's incredible. Yeah. My aunt's an amazing teacher. She's beloved in Houston. She's beloved. Aunt, Aunt Claire, shout out. Like when people find out that I'm her niece, they're like, oh my God. Oh, really? Like, oh my God, I love, like she changed my life. I love her. Yeah.
0: That that really is an extraordinary e- experience, especially watching it and seeing the effect people have I think also music teachers oh yeah you know teachers but then music teachers there's another something else Mm -hmm. in music teachers do you play an instrument
1: I play guitar Um, I had a great teacher actually I remember I would go to her like office in Houston after school and she'd like heat me up a snack and teach me how to play and I remember she was always like don't just sing she's like You need to play something, too. It's good. It's good. But I also had my... I do voiceover sometimes. And my voiceover coach was this woman, Marla Curbin, who passed away two years ago. And she became, like, my New York grandma, like, taught me everything I know. And she would be in her apartment in the West Village, teach people voiceover. And so at her funeral, it was, like, all... So many people who... She changed everything about their lives.
0: It opened their worlds up. Like, she was the most amazing person. Wow. Yeah. She was... The, Everything. I, those people are really really great I, yeah. I remember my sixth grade teacher um, and I remember I, I remember we used to have autograph books I don't know if that's still done but
1: like signing a yearbook
0: well no you would have a book that People would write notes to you in that had a zipper on it, and you can and it had the year. That sounds so nice. Save it, and then it's all these notes from people. Oh, beautiful! And your teachers. And I remember she (sighs) at sixth grade. She wrote, "Know thyself," and I thought, "What's that?" Mm, (laughs) There's no hearts. There's like, "Know thyself," and then I remembered, "Know thyself, know thyself," and I. Then one day I thought, oh, I get it. I, oh, I get it. And I never forgot her. her name was Mrs. Kaplan. And she wrote Know Thyself. I don't remember anything she taught me. Right. But I remember that page. I can tell you even the way it was written and the color of the page. It was like a blue-gray. And, and the impact, mm-hmm. two words, really, really special my music teacher so i played clarinet and saxophone amazing (laughs) (laughs) and i had the most gorgeous teacher who also played in a club and i would go have my lessons be like before he went on and it would like after school and like at six o'clock and then he'd go on at eight or eight thirty and and this was my... And because he was so gorgeous, I was committed to the saxophone yeah, of and the course. clarinet. That makes, that makes a big difference. <laughs> the inspiration. Oh. Different kinds of inspiration than Mrs. Kaplan.
1: A crush can really cha- change the world. Totally. totally. <laughs> like, if you feel that vibe, it's yeah. like, I'm alive, I will do anything.
0: <laughs> well, think about the, imu- the amount of musicians who decide to be musicians because they're gonna meet girls you know oh what I mean God, yeah. think about that <laughs> think about that that was like motivation mm-hmm. right so I mean I think Ali Wong had a, a a line something about like all these guys that are comedians meet all these girls and then she gets these psycho yes it's so, it was it's so good, good I remember
1: that bit it's so true it's like I've Maybe once in like 10 years, I've had a guy like want to go out with me after a show. Whereas like anytime there's like a cute guy on the show, all my friends are like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Interesting, but huh? Very
0: interesting. Well, I, I, I do think um, humor is so sexy. It's everything. It's, that's what I mean about like FaceTiming
1: with someone. It's like a picture. Who cares? Yeah. It's like bring the vibes. Right. Bring the energy. Charm me.
0: And so, do you go out with funny men?
1: My boyfriend's very funny. Is he? Yeah, it's... (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think when I first met him, I was very like, okay, like, what's your deal? And then, (laughs) you know, over the years, I'm like, oh, my God, you're so funny. Ah. Sometimes men who are very funny at first, I find, they just want attention, and it's sort of, it's, they're not really getting to know you, because they're just trying, like, I'm just... It became it becomes exhausting if someone's always like performing for you right that's different than being like a funny person yeah you know absolutely yeah I'm like oh <laughs> I'm like remembering like, dates where you're just like whoa and it makes you yeah. shrink because you're like you're bringing a lot dude
0: i I used to be very attracted to the ugliest comedians. I didn't yes. care what they they were funny and they made me laugh. And I, I remember I was with this guy, and he was so gross. I don't know what, I, but I was going to Catch a Rising Star. This is in the 70s, all the time. Amazing. I was there all the time. If there's a place to laugh, I'm there, oh. right? And so there was this one guy who I thought was not the funniest guy in the place, for sure. And I don't even think his career went this far off right. the ground but I would cry laughing and he was so gross and disgusting looking and yeah I don't know not good habits to to kind of just make. I can picture right? I'm but like picturing the smell so disgusting yeah <laughs> and I I remember thinking what <laughs> what is wrong with me no it's like, so what? magnetic what is that? It was like totally, he had me totally captured. And I don't think he could believe that he had me totally captured. <laughs> I, he que- I could see he was questioning because I was sort of right. like cute. and Yeah, yeah. Like, like what, does what she am want? I doing? Yeah. With <laughs> and then finally my friend said to me, you know, you are so screwed up. Like, what? No. And it's like, you're so funny. I
1: said, totally get it. And on the opposite, on the other side, it's like, if someone really hot goes up and they don't kill, it's like. Oh, it's bad. It is the ultimate it turn is, off. It's, it's humiliating. Yeah, it is bad. I've seen some things. But <laughs> how,
0: how much time do you think it takes for a comedian who really wants to do stand up to like how many of those bad stand ups have you seen people do? Or how many have you had to experience oh my God. where where you know, I I think next time I'm going to get it, or then you get it. Like how, what's the, I'm sure it's different for everyone. Yeah. But there it must be some kind of lead time that you put in before you say, I can't do this another day unless I'm funny, and then you just get funny. Because the pain of not being funny is...
1: I have no idea. I mean, I've seen some, <laughs> I've seen some really unfunny people become really successful. So
0: <gasps> I don't really know. I don't really know if I can talk
1: on that. <laughs> I mean, I will see things. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that person's doing that. And I'm like, oh my god! So there's no rules. There's no rules. And you see very unfunny people, just very very funny people, right. just quit because they're like, this sucks. Like, I want to enjoy my life. So there's no rules. I mean. I feel like once you break the, once you go on once, you're like, okay, I can do this. It's like that first time that you're like sh- full body shaking. Yeah. I mean, I've done so many shows where it doesn't go over well, but I'm just like, well, they have bad
0: taste. <laughs> but I think every, you know, not everything I design is my favorite thing there. It's right. Like, oh my God, I did that one more <laughs> Like, how did I do that? Did I really, or somebody will show me something. Oh, I got this in the 80s from you. I like. Oh. that's so funny okay It's not like with every shoulder pads are in that dress uh, <laughs> like then, it, then it comes back around I'm sure <laughs> well you know three shoulder pads may not come <laughs> around again but we'll I, see but there are those things you you just like it. you don't do it right but by doing it the next thing you do is so much higher and so much better right yeah I even
1: I I put out like a collection of poems I wrote I do like funny poems and I remember when we were about to put the book to print my publisher was like let's include some of these And I was like oh those are so old though like I don't want to include them they're not funny to me anymore and she's like I know but it's part of the whole like journey of the book so even when the book came out there were some that day that I was like I don't like these but they're in the book because they're part of like the evolution of what this has become yeah I mean, most things I've done, I look back on and I'm like, ooh, what was that?
0: No, but I think then when you look back further on, you'll look at it and have better perspective. Because okay. I, I I, will say that I look at some things and I think, whoa, oh, my God, that is fucking great. Yes. I mean, okay, ah, cool. And, it, and you're so far away from it that you – you can appreciate what it was at the time in that moment Mm -hmm. not all the time there (laughs) there are as many that you think "Eh, all right learning experience and and I think that never ends I still have those highs and lows where I think I really love this I really love what I just did and then maybe I do something else like what what is that? Like, I, I thought it was so great. And the next yeah. day I come in to the sample room oh, and I God. think, what the hell was, what was I thinking? But you have to take the chance Yeah, high to highs be low terrible. Lows. Otherwise, what's the point? It's worth it. What's your favorite podcasts? Three Ooh, favorites. Favorite podcasts? Uh, I
1: hate to say I listen to, like, a lot of true crime, which I'm trying to stop. They're
0: addictive. It's they're addictive. They're addictive and they're I, bad. Yeah, they're addictive. They're they, you have to stop. I know.
1: Yeah. I, I'm okay. So I'm trying to lean more into like, uh, like a conspiracy, like um, interesting stories that aren't necessarily like violent or anything. But yeah, those I love. Like a, it, it all started with like the serial thing. I became hooked on that model, and I listened to like, and it's also nice because it takes my mind off comedy. Like yeah. every friend of mine has a podcast. So I'm like, I don't want to listen to my friends talk. Like right, right. whatever. Um it's actually it's actually a habit I'm trying to break. I'm trying to get more into audiobooks. What do you listen to? I love
0: I love audiobooks. Yeah. And for me, um reading is really hard because a lot of the time I'm sketching. Right. And I'm doing things with my hands, but I love it's audiobooks. I love podcasts. I love Um, I love storytelling, Mm -hmm. so I tend to like biographies. I was going to say, that's the best. right? The the people stories are... Fascinating. How could you not... Who are your favorites? You know, um, a a wide assortment, but I think... um, some memorable experience i was having like all kinds of dental work done Mm. and it seems like it never ends because now i'm having dental work again so my lip is swollen so i did not have botox in my lip but it's like dental work gives me angst and i so while i'm doing the dental work i'm listening to audiobooks and i listen to a whole series of books on Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Don't ask me why. I would <laughs> never. I would, <get> never, <laughs> I would right. never flip through a book on Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> ever. Why would I do that? It's like, how is that in context with... But because it was an audio book, um, I, I gave myself a chance to mm-hmm. go into a world that I would never go into. And it was really um, important because I did not know, even though I was a pretty good student, I did not know the intimate workings of this man's mind who is a part of the history of the world we're in today. Totally. How is that really affecting us? What is that? Um, so stories about people I never in a million years would have so I like the adventure of audiobooks because I can do other things I'm a bit of a Mm multitasker so I like to be able to do other things and hear stories so what audiobooks are your favorites
1: yeah I loved like the Tina Brown Vanity Fair Diaries was such a good listen yeah I was like, this is so juicy. It makes yeah, me like yeah. a New York that I never got to be a part of. That's, that I like, yeah. you know, sounds so exciting. That was a fun one. And then, yeah, similar to what you were saying, that podcast, American Scandal, it has like a bunch of seasons now, mm-hmm. but it tackles like you know these historical moments that like I've heard about in school and like yeah, one line, but yeah. I'm like, oh, this is actually fascinating, and I never knew this. Yeah. So
0: yeah. I I think you know I I really feel like social media um minimizes education right Mm -hmm. it gives us it's sort of a shortcut to learning everything and you know access to information even AI information stops the kind of flow of information that feeds us energy and information about creativity about hopes and dreams about possibilities. And I think having as many examples of that in different forms is, it's like fruit for us. It yeah. like, fills us with inspiration and hopes and dreams. And, and not having that is really, I think, unhealthy. And I feel that there's like, people are starving for more, mm-hmm. for more information, but we're sound biting our way through. I know whatever is going on, and I writing just... like you write poems, you write comedy, you write. That's part of that process too, feeding in and giving out. Oh
1: yeah, you have to like if you're not reading, you can't be writing. It's like it's a complete back and forth. Mm-hmm. I just took Instagram and TikTok off my phone because I'm like this. Is, the way this is making my brain absorb information like is ruining my life so yeah i'll like download them to post sometimes but i'm like okay instead why don't you look at this like read this long form article instead yeah. like yeah. try and slow down because it's scary like i used to read all the time in school now yeah. it's like
0: no i i think i think your instincts are right i i uh i'm reluctant about social media i i obviously you have to do it yeah and I have to do it and I used to do more personal things like I love to work out so I used to do all different kinds of workouts and other things you know make sweet potato ice cream and stuff That's like good. that but um but I had to step back because I just felt something wasn't right like something wasn't right I feel much better about this new format we're in Mm -hmm. where it's bringing people to us we don't have a store anymore so people can come to us and share this experience and other experiences but it's different from you know taking picture of food (laughs) and doing these things something is taking us down to missing the experience oh
1: yeah I even feel like I'll get so worked up because I see pictures of my like so many many of my friends have moved to LA and I'll get so I'll start crying because I'll see pictures of my friends at parties and I'm like I'm missing everything and then I talk to them and they're like that wasn't fun at all like that's just a picture you saw of us looking good because that's our job and I'm like I know, I'm like, where where are people actually having fun? Like, where do people go to dance? Yeah. Like, where where are people without, when they're not capturing, even going, like, a night out anymore isn't yeah. really fun because it's about proving that you were doing it, yeah. not that you were do- yeah. not doing it.
0: And, and you're right, where do people go to the dance? I mean, I think dancing is, like, how can you get better than dancing? I know, where
1: are the spots? Yeah. I'm like, where do people well, go? Well,
0: I'm getting married, Congratulations and my friend Ian Schrager, who legend, is introduced me to my guy. Oh really? And he is throwing a dance party for us. That's amazing. So you might have to come. D- don't and threaten dance. me with a good time. <laughs> I will dance it out
1: in my in my built-in bodysuit. <laughs> I will be
0: spreading uh, and I, swaying. I can't tell you how much I love dancing. I love it so much. Yeah. And um. And I always have, and I think dancing. If you look at people dancing, and you look at the expression on their faces, even the funny ones that they totally. make because they think they look cool or whatever they do, it's the freest, best, best thing you can see or experience with another human being. Right? It's totally free and um, and magic. Right. Do you know Angela Trimber? She's um,
1: a dancer, choreographer, actor. She's a friend of mine. And she started like doing these dance classes all over the city just for whoever wants them. And just like encouraging people of all levels to dance. And it looks like the most fun thing in the world. I need oh, to go really? to one of her classes. I watch like she posts videos of it and I'm like people look so free. And um, so that's so it's people still want to do it. It's happening. Yeah, I but I, I agree. It's like usually when you go out, I'm like, we're just standing here.
0: Well, it used to be that you could go out every night dancing. Basically, there were times in the last fifty years, for sure, where dancing was such an important part. The way we go out to dinner now, yeah, it would be we're going out dancing, and we'll get something to eat before we go. Oh. It wasn't we're going to go to dinner. I remember when this "we're going to go to dinner" thing happened. Like, yeah, when did go that start? To dinner and then. And then what, like? And then go home, watch TV, and be so depressed. <laughs> right? Like that's my life. I was like, what is that? That can't be. But I think if there were more places where you could just dance, I think like this space is crying. I was going right? to say,
1: have do you throw parties here? You must.
0: Not yet. We've okay. New here. We're, we're doing. Let's make it happen. This. But uh, but I do. I think gyms should yeah. have at night. At. should turn into dance places. That's my theory. That's genius. And they could charge. Just charges. I I know.
1: I've taken a few like dance fitness classes, which are really fun. What's that? No, just dancing. I know.
0: Just play the music. We don't need trainers. We'll Hmm. just dance, and water is fine. We'll take care of the rest. Just get the the water, and we're good.
1: I think that's a great idea.
0: I think that we. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. This space, (laughs) my
1: God, it's like you walk in, it's. New York of dreams well
0: you're welcome to use it in any way you I'll like. come dance by you myself can- <laughs> you'll walk the, in tomorrow I'm to like all the six cameras.
1: <laughs> I, I know the cameras are a lot I was like, didn't know this was a full body experience but we're making it work
0: <laughs> so um so tell me your when's your birthday
1: August 11th ah.
0: when's yours June 27th. So are you a Cancer? I am, and you're a Leo. Leo,
1: and um, my, lots of, my whole family's water signs, except me. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Your mom? Uh, Scorpio. And dad? Cancer.
0: Oh, and I bet he's funny.
1: So funny. Both my parents are very funny. My dad's my best friend.
0: Cancer men are very funny. Really? Mm, yeah.
1: And what's your moon and rising?
0: Um, I have a Pisces rising. Me too. That's rare, and uh, an Aquarius moon. Oh, that's fun. What's your moon? Virgo. Wow, that's a nice combination. It's intense,
1: yeah. But I heard Pisces rising is very rare.
0: Well, look at we us. We happen to be. <laughs> yeah. I'm um so, so for the year ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. What's your so we can reconnect right. and see what is your agenda plan purpose what is it you would like
1: i really this next year honestly the main thing is is one of the only things i can control which is just writing a lot which includes reading a lot but the more i make things without thinking about where they're going to go or how they're going to be received that's that's when i'm happiest so that really is the goal because i've i'm i'm still fairly new to this business but <laughs> The past few years have taught me anything. It's that you can't control anything except what you make, and if what you make is good, it'll be undeniable, and it'll happen for you. So I'm like writing, reading, and being around people I love. Yeah. What I do you think? Th- I
0: think that that's great. I think um, what what I'm happy about is that I'm gonna have this tape of you <sighs> before you become this hugely famous, oh. extraordinary. I'm ready performer.
1: It's hard out there.
0: It's got to be. I, mean, I know. No who's going to make it easy for you? I know. Why else would we want it? Well, it wasn't like, hard. Seriously.
1: When did you feel like you were like, I've
0: made it? Uh, not yet. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. Come on. <laughs> what happens is, especially if you plan to be doing this at 60, yeah, your evolution is going to keep changing and your next step version of yourself will be another new experience mm-hmm. right so you'll be at day one all over again and as nervous i'm always every time i do something new i'm as nervous as i was at the beginning i never did this before what am i doing can i do it i'm gonna do it okay and so as you evolve and change you're not going to keep doing the same thing yeah you're going to want to do something new. So you never f- actually ever feel like you made it because you're always right. experimenting with the next possibility.
1: Being nervous is such a good feeling.
0: Well, if you're not.
1: Then it's so boring. Like,
0: what, what are you doing? Where
1: like, were you at 32? What was your life like?
0: Um, so at 32, or around this time, mm-hmm. I got married at 19.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Because I wanted to get out of the house, because my mother was sure so enough. menopausal. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh As I God. can't. I can't. Not another day. Wow. So this DJ, the first DJ in New York City, by the way, okay, was a friend of mine, and he was playing for the first time in a club. That was the first club with Amazing. recorded music, and he said, "We have dance contests." And there's a guy here, I think, because I was dancing, of course, all the time. I think if you dance with him, the two of you could win the money. It's $500. We won. Next night, we won again. The next week, we won again. We got married. Amazing. Logical next steps, right? (laughs) So we were both 19. Crazy. um, And we ended up, he was going to school and I opened this business. Wow. And um, so we had it together 10 years later, we looked at each other. It's like, Whoa. Yeah. And so I was 29. He was controlling Oof. and I had $98 to my name. That's how controlling he was. Crazy. And I left him. Wow. That's what I had. So that's where I was. That's
1: intense. Yeah.
0: So it was one of my big crossroads periods. Saturn return. Total. And I was going to say, if you believe in anything about Saturn return, that was my Saturn return. And that was the best thing that happened to me. Because if I would have stayed, the path would have been completely different. But I left...
1: Thank not God. knowing
0: about anything, I could do, and I've owned my own business since then. Wow! I didn't know I could run a business. I didn't know I could do that. Look at you. So we need all of these Saturn returns to give us a good, yeah, painful experience. I
1: feel like mine isn't ending. It's been going for a while. I literally, am like, it's been no, going. it takes.
0: It takes. It's not. Okay. It's not okay. An overnight.
1: It's been going for a few it's for not, a while. Yeah,
0: it's not an overnight thing. It's
1: happening. I'm coming out the other side. You are. Yeah.
0: It, it took me it's soon. It's going to be soon for you.
1: Yeah, it's been good.
0: But Saturn return, this is your first Saturn return. So your first Saturn, <laughs> Saturn return is the shocker cuz you don't this is like this is what life is. <gasps> and then you have a second one. Yeah. But, and it's it's hard. It's it's really hard. But because you already experienced one, you have a little bit of like, okay, it's not going to last forever. It's a different kind of pain. I can deal. And then the one after that, painful, painful, but I've been through two already. It's like a
1: breakup, I guess.
0: It's a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: feel like the the conversation I'm having with all my friends now is we're like, okay, We're like, are we in a bad patch or is, or is this life? Like life is really, really hard. And we have just been really lucky thus far.
0: It's true. That is in fact the truth. Lately I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like one thing at a time. But that, but this is basic training. You need this before you're, you know, before you're famous, you need to get, you need to get Get right within and like be ready to, to, to be fortified. I need to come to one of your workouts. Welcome to come. First of all. Yeah. You can live stream at 12 o'clock okay. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, great. And so just come to our website Perfect. and live stream. Or you're more than welcome, you're a walk away, <laughs> to come here at 12 o'clock. And this room is filled with mats. So and we great. we have trainers come in, and it's amazing. That's so. It's the best workout and after eight workouts you feel so strong
1: eight that's good to know it's eight yeah because because it's, it's it's obviously I, i've had periods where i feel strong it's so easy to get off and on and no
0: but it, once you get to the eight you don't stop then because you're i love like that feeling so strong i just want to yeah i want
1: to feel strong and
0: it affects your mind too
1: that's definitely true so i'm big on, i'm big on my steps that's right
0: do you have a ring do you have your well this what? is hideous
1: I'm humiliated at the wrong camera that I'm wearing this in your studio I literally was like I as I was walking here I was like take this off before you meet Norma Kamali <laughs> but I'm obsessed with yeah it's all I think about I'm like I gotta walk every day I'm like where can I go where well, can I that's go that's
0: great that's great yeah, well we how, many, how many how <laughs> many yeah how many steps well at least
1: 10,000 at least at least 10 steps <laughs> But on days when you hit like 15, 20, then you're (laughs) like, I'm a god. I know, (laughs) I know.
0: I, I do all this effort. I work out every day. Amazing. But then I'm like, I have to do my 10,000. I have to do my 10,000. Do you work out first
1: thing in the morning, or is it noon every day? Um,
0: so we work out at noon. And according to Chinese medicine, yeah. actually the afternoon is the best time to work okay. out. So I've always worked out like after 4 o'clock, between 4 and 6. I
1: prefer that also because I like to get up and be able to put on real clothes. That, but but your instinct is right. Okay. It's for this, do you think?
0: Absolutely. And what, what's
1: your nighttime routine? No, just like how do you, how do you wind down, like what are your evenings so, like? So,
0: um, I'm m- – my day is very early. Yeah. Um, especially when I have collections. Like I'm in here at 6 o'clock. <laughs> I'm six laughing because this is
1: my first thing of the day. <laughs> it's like 4.
0: <laughs> okay. Very, very important. Yeah. And then – I um, I am busy throughout the day. Sometimes I'll do fifteen thousand steps just doing patterns, oh walking God. around, and I'm and I'm killing myself to walk ten thousand steps. Right, D- like doing all that, and then when I'm just doing patterns, walking around, fitting, bending, now doing up, I'm doing fifteen thousand oh. steps, and I think. Oh my God! What, what what am I doing here? Like this it is must so feel so good. Sim- like it's it, but it's gratifying, and yeah. you're achieving something. And then um, I try to eat one meal a day now. I'm trying to for longevity. Okay, is that good? It's a really good thing. To what time ish? So it could be during the week, um, maybe six, or. Weekends four o'clock, because my guy and I both are doing this okay. so by four that o'clock, makes it that makes it easier. We can eat the refrigerator because we're hungry, but, sure but um and then um i you know I can be busy about anything like you can sit down and write, I can come up with ideas yeah. and sketch and it never so, stops yeah and um. I love good movies. Mm -hmm. I love a good series. What are you watching now? I just watched The Split. It's British. Oh, I don't know it. It's it's a a family of female lawyers. Okay. Divorce lawyers. (laughs) And the stories are really good. That sounds amazing. And their stories are really good. Okay, fab. And the Brits are so good. I was going to say, those are
1: the best series. Totally. I'm a big Sharon Horgan fan anything she makes is. she did catastrophe have you seen that
0: oh no. I've seen it advertised though I didn't see it uh,
1: such an amazing series funny and okay, heartwarming I'll check it and out. there's another one about she's Irish and there's one about her and her Irish sisters um what's it called I'll, I'll send it to you but anything she touches is an amazing series um,
0: yeah I I mean I love British series mm-hmm. I love Australian Mm -hmm. series. I'm about to go for the first time to Australia. Are you really? I'm doing a tour. Oh, great. I'm excited. Well, where are you going?
1: Melbourne, Sydney, and Auckland.
0: I have relatives. You got to send them. They will come to see you. You have to give me all the info. I will, I will. And they are, first of all, the Australians are crazy. Oh, good. (laughs) And my family, I know they get really upset when I say this, are crazier. (laughs) (laughs) They just are their humor, they they just effuse and they are like in it. They okay, not, amazing. There's nothing laid back and sort of chill. They are I can in relate it. to that. Okay, so, we gotta get them at the show then. Yeah. So I will tell them and we have a big family. I love it. <laughs> so <laughs> Me too. That's the best. So they will represent both in Sydney and in Melbourne. Oh great. Yeah. Amazing. <coughs>
1: yeah, I'm, I'm So when forward. is that? November.
0: Wow, I know I'm
1: leaving at the end of the month
0: and it's crazy summer there. Yes, ah. I know like you know
1: when you like don't remember where you're, you're like, oh, I'm going really soon actually. Yeah,
0: and, yeah. It, and it's actually great weather. I'm very excited. Very nice. Well, I'm happy for you. I think I'm excited. They're, they're, like it's a good fan.
1: There's a great comedy scene there. Yeah, totally. It'll be good
0: totally oh that's good and yeah. do you do you, are you on the road a lot or are you starting to do yeah that? i've
1: done a ton of stuff in the uk that's where i'm like i've mostly toured because i do like the festival in edinburgh which is my favorite i love it isn't it oh my the best God. in the world that's my that's Your my next vibe.
0: one is manchester you have to go I, to manchester i did
1: go to Manchester yeah i did a show in manchester uh last winter it was so fun
0: manchester the people yeah so much fun. Oh, I only Talk got about, to spend a few hours. Um, uh, the, first of all, they, before they leave the house, they're thinking about the joke they're going to tell you <laughs> when they see you. That's that's amazing. That's how they are. They are so fantastic and they all sound like the Beatles. Yeah, they all have that accent. That's the best, and it is the happiest, funniest place. I, I have a friend who's an astrologer that sends oh, wow. me to different places on my birthday for a good birthday chart. Oh, so my God. That's she amazing. sent me to this town in northern England that was the most depressing place. And I just said to my guy, listen, we are so close to Manchester. I just want you to take me to a pub in Manchester yes. now, so we could talk to total strangers and laugh our asses off until, like, we fall asleep. That's the best. And it was. Yeah, it was so much fun. Didn't know them. We'll never see those people again. Perfect. Laughed and laughed, and that—that's Manchester.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's my. I feel so at home over there. I love it. it
0: it's just and Edinburgh is great too. Except it's magic. That I can't understand half of the things.
1: I know, but I'm into it. I, I, <laughs> I'm just like, uh huh. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, go ahead.
0: <laughs> and yeah. what kills me is in Edinburgh and in Manchester, it's so freaking cold, mm. and they the girls are literally like short shirts, <laughs> nothing on their legs. Of course. Thin leather jackets that don't really zip because <laughs> they're little, like, low T-shirt and skinny, like, nothing right. to it. It's freezing. I have, like, two sleeping bag coats on, <laughs> and they look in, and I think, what? I mean, a scotch? Is it the alcohol? What is it's it? It's a combo.
1: It- Do you watch a- Love Island? no <laughs> it's an important part of my life but is it <laughs> it's just it's crazy I mean it's absolute garbage like you don't need to involve yourself with it but <laughs> it's opened up my world to that to that culture
0: <laughs> well what it, whatever is going on in Edinburgh and in Manchester it's a good thing it's working and the, and just there's such a great young energy. Yeah. And it's so, so fantastic.
1: And they really care about live performance. Like oh yeah. The crowds there are just so good.
0: Uh, they're the biggest fans. They're yeah. really
1: it's been really, really it's cool. been so fun. I'm I'm gonna do a US tour early next year, but it'll be my first time doing a lot of cities, so I'll be curious what the vibes are. We'll see. I think
0: I think you'll be great. It'll I mean, be great. Yeah, I, think, I love Chicago,
1: yeah. LA, like those are obviously super fun. We'll see,
0: but I, 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 just think people are craving people like you. Mm. I mean, they just really—you don't want anybody lying to you. You don't want anybody trying to fool you. You just I want know. people who are real and funny and and kind and just not doing anything but trying to make you feel good. You know, and that's what you do.
1: Likewise, you. I'm so happy. I like. I'm like. <laughs> This is, such, I, I, this is such a dream. I'm, I'm so honored so, you have me on. I'm so
0: happy you came. I thought, I I really, I would love to get a comedian on. And then I see you on Instagram, I guess it was yeah. Instagram. Yeah, well, I always but, like
1: to tag, like, the designers right. I wear, because it's, like, part of the thing. And so yeah. we
0: have this thing, and came my way. So all of these people who look gorgeous in my clothes, I mean, the way they photograph themselves, yeah. the way they style, it's like and I get to see the diverse group of women who wear my clothes it is the best thing best thing if if I want to feel good and yeah. I just look at these women and I think oh my god I'm so fucking lucky it well, looks so good and then I see you and I said who is this <laughs> what the, what and I'm like, what? Oh, my God. She's so funny. And then I said, um, I was telling all the girls, I said, I really want to get a comedian on. They said, what about Kat? And I said, oh, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Well, I would say thank you because, like, your clothes really are for everyone. And that's so rare to have, like, that high glamour, like, sex that's, like, available for so many different types of people. That's, like, really hard to find.
0: It's It's amazing how... If you saw my customer, yeah. I mean, you know, I have women your age that know nothing about my history, nothing. They only know me now right. in what I'm doing now, have no clue about mm-hmm. a previous life. And so I can go to a wedding, and which there seem to be 10,000 of, and there's a whole group your age. Yep. And they all know me, and they're all like, you're normal Kamali, right? And they're talking to me. And then their mothers and their, these women my age are saying, are you still in business, oh, that honey? That is crazy. How's it going? Are you still working? And I think, I was just over there. <laughs> like, they're all
1: wearing my dresses, <laughs> and the one shoulder. I know.
0: I know. It's like, Come on. I was just there, and then here... So it's really it's a little cuckoo that That's cool. I'm like having this you know strange thing. But all of those women, like from my age group mm-hmm. to your age group and younger, um, have been wearing my clothes, and to see that is like so, so
1: cool. cool.
0: And now to see the range of women and just it's amazing, uh, like you couldn't pick. A better selection I mean I'm like this is the best thing this is I feel shitty today but not anymore oh. these women make me smile and feel good so well, right back and at so you. for you you have to keep making people smile and feel I good. Will. and I can't wait to see your rise and we'll send you an invitation to the wedding I'm so you there. can dance.
1: Don't tease me. I'm there. And I'm going to have meet your family in Australia. Yes. So we have so big, you we have big have plans. To, yeah, yeah. So you
0: have to. And believe me, they'll, they'll I'll be, know. I'll know be when, be when it's them. Okay. Amazing.
1: Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Much. This was heaven. I could talk to you forever.